Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Have I, I, I can't remember the last time I actually went to a, like, an actual magic show because this clearly was not an actual magic show. Let's no. be real here. This was a, a, a 90 minute, $69 troll. But uh, <laughs> that's true. I, I think when I, visit, when, when I visited uh, James on multiple occasions, was like, let's go to the magic bar where they yeah. do close up mm-hmm. magic tricks while they serve you margaritas. And I was kind of like, I mean, this is my second night, so I'm still like horrendously jet lagged. But yeah, yeah, I'll fall asleep in the cocktail. It'll be very easy to do magic at (laughs) in a half lucid. You don't even have to misdirect me, man. I'm already misdirected. (laughs) I'm going to see magic tricks everywhere. Yes. Noted. Thank you very much. I, I I look forward to it. It's going to be a pleasure to meet her. Yeah, and he, you know, waves his tatas and mm-hmm. makes his way out of the room. And you meet the the harder-eyed stare of Barnabas the tailor, who does appear to be doing some work at the mm-hmm. moment, hand stitching uh, something. Uh, it's an impressive feat to watch, as he is clearly wearing some thick leather gloves. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, the moment that it's quite clear that Mr. Stone is out of earshot. What an obnoxious bastard he is, huh? All right. I mm. want you to make a presence roll as well. To, of course. Uh, cut through to Barnabas here. Yeah, I might kick in an ability here. Hmm. No, no, it's okay. Uh, we will take the presence roll flat for now. That's 2d8. Yep. Any spends? Ah. I'll spend one and upgrade one of those to a D12. Alrighty. Hey, you know, well, I've got the points, might as well use them. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the, <laughs> uh, that is a one on the D8 and an eight on the D12. Okay. All right. That is three successes. Um, oh. oh. <laughs> there are going to be. Uh, two threats associated with this and to be honest that makes perfect sense (laughs) yeah or or two complications i should say associated with this and it does make sense and i know exactly where they're going i just Mm -hmm. need to mark that down an obnoxious rot that mr stone is isn't he god okay actually that's important uh is it that or what you said before because what Uh, you said before before was you called him a bastard, but you called him a bastard with Oromar's voice. More oh, no, I, than... that was specific. I, I specifically wanted to maintain Julian's voice, actually. We're being mm-hmm. mean to him, but in, in character. 
so that was a performing error on my part. The intent was to be Julian. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. I guess I like dropped register in that I'm trying to speak under my voice rather than, but yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Okay. With that, you, that earns you a single, like, <laughs> from Barnabas. Uh, mm-hmm. It's approving. You can tell. Um, mm. Look, so, uh, yes, go ahead. What, what, what can I offer you? Well, my good man, um, for the most part, uh, what was discussed with the man is largely what we need. We do need um, three full civilian, I suppose, walking around outfits and one workers' outfit. I would much appreciate that. But um, what's the over-under on being able to get a, a red feather coat a little early. I know that there's a lot of red tape around who and when those things can be bought, and I'm more than happy to pay you for your time and hard work. Syndicate Crimson is proprietary of the Red Feather Syndicate, as you are not a Red Feather captain and are a privateer captain. I wouldn't be able to sell you any Syndicate Red garments without a healthy donation towards (laughs) my sentence, as it were. Julian's face remains implacable. I understand that. Uh, What are you in for, as they say? Theft. Hmm. Well, I uh, can understand that, to be honest. Sure thing. I struggle to believe that. (laughs) You can believe what you want. Money talks, as they say, and I do intend to make sure that you are compensated for your time. You don't have to like me. We just have to do business. You know the type. You've met them. I'll be frank, Larbalest. I've got I've got four gold bars counting against me. I could I could get you a measure. It might be easier to get you pigment than actual pre-dyed fabric. Sure. If you wouldn't mind having to do it on your own. But I'd only do it for an amount that would end my sentence. The complicated thing is you'd have to make it look like that's not what you were buying. I'm not looking to get caught. That makes sense. Okay, then. And uh, so four gold bars is absurd, I'm assuming, like as a, as a cost. It's an absurd sentence for somebody to be put under. I mean, what you know of this person is mm-hmm. he has been sent to a debtor's prison uh, to work off his sentence. Um, and again, you know, two copper bits per week uh, mm-hmm. For your your run of the mill red feather sailor, it takes four copper uh, bits to make a bar and four bars to make a silver bit. Right. So traveling that up the pole, mm. that's a lot of money. Yeah, uh, yeah. And to pay off person. is absurd. He would be working for the rest of his life. Uh, yeah, he'll a, he'll a, he'll never get out from under it unless he is taking uh uh money, getting like money in tips and odd bits and places. Mm. Uh, and basically what he said is like, it's a, it's a risk uh, to his life and mm-hmm. he'll take that risk if by the end he has enough money to run the debt clean and get out of there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, this is probably going to be the time that I use this ability then. I don't think I would be able to sensibly arrange a cost that would cost four gold bars in work for you to be able to do immediately, but I can offer you a ride after the job is completed. 
Barnabas like has a hard-eyed look. Um, that would make me a fugitive, Mister Larbaleste. Hmm. I've met many. They manage to make do uh, how they want to. It's mostly just uh, how you choose to spend your freedom. What is your business, sir? My if business. you don't mind my asking, I see a lot of privateers roll through here. Mm-hmm. They mostly move cargo. Why, yes. Uh, I would say that I am a little bit of a... Ooh, a... I do deal in uh, family finances, uh, not my own, but with other uh, families of well repute. Uh, when somebody dies and they uh, can't decide how to split up their money, um, when a wealthy princess or wealthy debutante flees with a handsome suitor and people don't know how to resolve that on the other side of the handsome suitor doesn't know how to resolve that on the other side. They turn to people like me, people who have a smooth word and know how to handle money effectively. Unfortunately, Four gold bars is not handling money effectively, but I'm sure we can uh, make that money up in other ways. <sighs> to commune my sentence, the only thing that talks is metal. And if I were to leave here without communing my sentence, I don't know that there's any kind of life that I could live. Um, he, mm-hmm. like, he takes his mask and lowers it a bit and you can see that his lips are bright red mm-hmm. it almost looks as though he has lipstick um, he opens his mouth and displays his tongue to you and that is a bright crimson red I've been touched quite heavy this is the only job that I can do and I can't be caught slipping in any way because they'll put me back on that factory floor quicker than any can imagine. And if they do that, I'll be dead. Hmm. I'm caught between the church and what they have to offer, which I've heard stories about, mind you. I've even thought about dealing with a butcher some other dark lumen to get out. But I'm talking to you. You're a man of metal. I'm telling you, if you want something rare, you want something even dangerous to transport, I have the influence I need to get it. But my price is my price. Mm-hmm. Uh, In the coffers of what? Uh, the who has is four gold bars feasible to pay it's negligible to pay yeah. oh you have tremendous right tremendous i'm so sorry i've been kind of, of wealth. I, i'm yeah. i'm i'm not out here trying to kind of like oh i want to hoard my millions and never pay a poor person Ugh. no no no, yeah. no 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 that's not that was not my intention uh, if it is something I'm that we i'm also could... unclear how much money we have. yeah if okay, it's something yeah, that uh, we this could is maybe pay, hey then... folks we've reached a a, a point uh, the, the back to basics music might have played in this point as we, we need to refresh ourselves on things that we have done. Uh-huh. Uh, we are and so rich. You, <laughs> yeah, you came, came away from Ungoni where mm. you got your payment 
from the Tempest Armada, which mm. was 15,000 gold bars. <laughs> okay, um, that's a lot. Fuck me. Okay, right. I, I guess, Barnabas, you, know, you I'm, getting out, bro. I'm, used to, pay, I'm <laughs> used to playing tabletop RPGs like Blades in the Dark, where coin is just abstracted and you never have to think about, like, eight is an absurd amount of coin for any one individual to have, right? So when you yeah. say four, I'm like, shit, that's a lot of money. The other thing, like, money is a little abstracted for you. You did, uh, you know, defeat the silver bullet in combat and you took some of their reserves as Mm -hmm. uh, your your prize from that encounter too. So you have even more money than that. Like, okay. Uh, money is not a problem for, for you guys right now, personally spent or whatever. Obviously, that is also money that is the crew's money divided up in shares and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, when Wendell leaves, he will be leaving with like a reasonable share of that yeah, money. Uh, but you got money. Um, Okay, okay. So I'm not going to try and hit the rewind button on this and be like, I didn't say any of that, but... I think it makes her lie more believable if you were trying to nickel and dime this guy anyway. So like... Fair enough. That... mm -hmm. Uh, there is, I think, instead um, a moment of sitting down on a chair and humming and whoring a little bit. All right. You've twisted my arm. Four gold bars uh, will be yours, but there are two additional things that I'd like you to tell me now for just, I guess, to sweeten the deal. Far be it from me to not indulge the curiosity of a favored customer. (laughs) You're too kind. (laughs) First of all, the die that you'd be obtaining for us is I can only assume safe to handle the pigments are safe to handle mm. we wouldn't wouldn't be able to use all of the danger of the process exists before it ends up as that final pigment right and a um how easy to is it to obtain a bottle of unrefined pigment the version that is still toxic <laughs> well you wouldn't even have to do that uh the pigments are only part of our exports around here. I don't know how familiar you are with Red Feather military operations, but have you heard of Maledicio de Mar? Hmm. Don't tell me. Like, there's a bit of calculation going on where it's like putting two and two together from that information. Is a byproduct put into the sea? Aye. That's, that's what keeps the mariner at bay around those cities still unfortunate enough to be close to the sea. Mm. We bombard our shores, and it does a good job of killing. It'll kill people, beasts of the land, and beasts of the sea as well. Ah. That we barrel up and ship off quite frequently. I'd say the real moneymaker of the port are the pigments, but the thing that leaves here most frequently, that sea's bane. I see. But my dear, is it red? No, no. And it's it's also not a pigment, not the sort of thing you'd want to touch. Of course. There is there is another pigment here, uh, more of a craftsman thing. You'd only find it from a laborer, technically advertised in the shop. Uh, it's... He will reach, like, basically into his robes, and he b- pulls out uh, a 
uh, like a a small coin purse um, Mm -hmm. and lays it down. It is a canvas bag that has a extremely uninspiring like ombre dip dye to it where Mm -hmm. it starts out as like kind of a khaki tan and then goes to a darker brown. This is uh, pigment that's made from the distilled version of Maladicio. Uh, it doesn't, once it's dried out, it doesn't have the toxic properties of Seasbane. Hmm. Obviously, you don't want to get it wet. Uh, but if it's refined well enough, you can even lay it on top of skin. Uh, the, uh, what you call it, the, the doctors around here use it up to uh, take care of any injuries. Uh, it's a dangerous thing to do. It needs to be done by expert hands. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you could get some of that. Oromar thinks of the current bandage around his chest where the tattoo is, but doesn't say anything about it. Thank you for the local history lesson, but I was actually asking for something quite specific. Um, I'm only telling you this because we're good friends and because we are immediately in a uh, dangerous financial pact, as it were, so I'd like to leave all cards on the table. Yeah, what what could a secret be between two friends as close as us? <laughs> so, I do need the pig, the unrefined pigment, still red, still poisonous, bottled, in addition to a version of the pigment that we can use. The, the, the unrefined process, something that still gives that mystique of crimson. Um, that is an interesting request. I figure if you're going to the source, if you could obtain that on the way, that would be delightful. If that's not feasible, your mention of the um, Malmere Brown as a bandage wrap could still be useful, but... I I understand. Uh, it took me long longer to uh, comprehend because it's not a request I've ever heard anyone make before. I don't think I sit at the right place in our process to get that for you. That you'd have to find and pay someone else to do. Okay. I think I think you'd be able to find it. I wouldn't be able to point you in the right direction, but if you or your agents don't mind mixing with a local populace, you could probably find someone willing to take that risk. Marvelous. And my final question, sorry to drag out your time, I know you're a busy man. Got customers pounding down the door. Yeah, we. Uh, I think we both smile, but not in the eyes at, at, mm-hmm. a, at a joke that we understand, but nobody finds it funny. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, you've been poisoned via skin contact, but uh, how immediate are the effects if someone would happen to ingest while poisoned with the uh, by the uh, red? That you might have to speak to a medical expert. We, uh, we're lucky enough to have a metaphysician employed here. Hmm. Uh, whatever malady uh, the Scarlet Touch is, its roots are deeper than mere poisons. Uh, it's change in its nature as it goes get more aggressive and far, far worse. I do know 
that folks who have inhaled the spores of the operation here, they suffer the worst. It's one of the most careful and difficult jobs. Unfortunately, it's only safe for people who are freshly transported here. Mm -hmm. Then, after that, there's the refining process, and you've correctly identified that bad things can happen there. But no matter what, the longer that you're here, it's something you're destined to get no matter where you go. We suspect skin contact. We suspect breathing. There's no proof that it's neither. There's no proof that it's both. We just go off of what we know, that it's dangerous. Thank you very much. Uh... And I think there is probably in very awkward silence a measuring of Oromar. Uh Oromar, weirdly enough, has approximate measurements for Jonnet and Gable just like memorized. Um <laughs> Memorized. Yeah. This isn't the first time we've had a wardrobe change and Oromar about that outfit. <laughs> I specifically have an ability in my set that makes me that has an outfit. I can find new outfits for myself, but it feels like it's a uh, uh, wardrobe minded for other people. <laughs> I'm going to need a presence roll from you, Nathan. Yes, uh, I would also like. I didn't kick this in, but I probably should use this to stop <laughs> uh, Barnabas from blabbing. I have the the captain mm-hmm. winks. Uh, I can spend presence to smooth over a wild idea that causes doubt because oh, i know that i great, am requesting great 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 actually that is perfect um because while barnabas is measuring you mm-hmm. um he makes a remark you seem no stranger to work mr lobelest indeed uh a funny thing about being uh somebody who handles money for the rich uh a lot of people end up dying in the name of gold. A lot of selfish people end up dying in the name of gold. And I do not intend for me and mine to be one of those people. And I assume that's punctuated by a wink that mm-hmm. says enough to end that conversation. And this this man is puts all of his suspicions aside. And as with things kind of like uh, tidied up, oh, I guess I need to justify the kind of cost for um, the four gold bars to kind of keep the low. And it's kind of like, hey, I'm going to ask for a lot of various bits of protective bits, enough to be able to cover a couple members of the crew if they should ever need to leave the ship. We're keeping all the kids Mm -hmm. on the ship. They don't need to breathe none of this in. But also a request for a large amount of uh, periwinkle blue paint. Yeah, that you're ordering through this shop. That's, ah, here it is. Okay, I need you to make a normal intellect check um, to put together this order. Because I think essentially what you pitch as the plan to protect this guy uh, and his story is... You're going to order a lot of what the Uhuru needs specifically through this shop. Mm -hmm. And this guy is charging you a premium. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's like a processing fee or whatever, because he's essentially having you drop a separate contract where you engage him to go around to all of these businesses so Mm -hmm. you don't have to. Mm Mm-hmm. It is something that like would kind of be frowned upon uh, by people in the Red Feather Port, but like 
Also, if they look at it, they're not going to go, where did you get four gold bars? They're going to be like, you fleeced it off of this random guy who came through town, which does mean you got lucky, but like there's nothing illegal that you've done. So mm-hmm. it's hard to leverage against you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a 3d8 on my intellect and I'm going mm-hmm. to spend two points uh, to so I can roll an additional d8 or would that be a six. d6? Six. Oh, yeah, that's quite the pile oh yeah i'm i i want this to be a good plan that go well uh, <laughs> okay um so on our d6 we have a one good uh on our d8 we have a one a two and a six great that is four successes uh they cancel out the two failures um you also got an opportunity here mm. i think oromar puts together a contract and Oromar uses his significant knowledge of red feather operations and whatnot to make this a fairly tight order contract. That is something that, again, this represents a somebody acting as a red feather uh, like operative. They would be stepping slightly out of line, but it's like only on paper out of line mm-hmm. to the point where. Yeah, what you've done is just this guy has sold you an incredible amount of stuff. And whatever Red Feather accountant is above this is going to be very, very happy about that. When he does turn in his four gold bars to pay off his debt entirely, they're going to ask a lot of questions. It will point back to this contract and this big sale. They'll see what he's done. They won't love it, but also it won't seem untoward. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I think, uh, yeah, with that role, you have just put together the exact thing. Um, and again, I think the captain wink earlier is like any suspicions that he have is like, you appeared to be a clueless idiot who walked in this shop with the town's, you know, mm-hmm. clueless, rich idiot. Uh, and then proceeded to come up with a very devious plan asking for, very illegal things um but you also kind of have the intelligence to back things up so it's not that he is not suspicious but because he is both embroiled in your conspiracy mm-hmm. and also has seen up front how devious you are indeed uh he knows that he doesn't want to trifle with it mm-hmm. so he is going to back away from all of those suspicions i think this is an airtight uh like operation for Oromar. With the uh, contract signed and uh, the measurements made and the shopping list that Barnabas now has to acquire, uh, Julian Laboleste gets up and says, it was a pleasure meeting you, Barnabas. I suspect it's good working with you. Of course. <laughs> I'll, I'll be sure to make sure that you have everything you ordered. <laughs> and good luck on your searches. Thank you kindly. Now, I do believe it is time for me to go and drink some red wine. Untainted, of course. And the smile <laughs> is just so wide. It's too wide. And uh, Julian Laboleste leaves the building. When you 
need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's cut back over to Gable and Jonnet. Uh, Gable, did you just go to the bathroom? I choose or to believe you, that. Did you want to find something else? Because like, uh, you could have. <laughs> not particularly, but I do think that in this time to like Gable at least figured out that uh, John was trying to get a little information. So they just struck up a conversation with Angelo and now they're just really good pals <laughs> with this dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I so kind of feel. And this is probably a, I might ask for a spend for this. This might be an ability that, that we need to give Gable uh, uh, the spe- a single spend for presents. I think Gable has meathead affability. Yes, like, absolutely. There is just a certain class of strong guy that Gable gets along with really well, like really quickly, really easily. <laughs> just, just the you boys. Have how many Griffins? Oh, I've got three. And mm. well, no, yeah, get out of here! Absolutely. But you were just telling me about your kids, and it's it's not the same. I'm never gonna say that kids are the same as Griffins, but you know, there's. I a- mean, like, look, the, my my kid. I wish my kids could like pull their weight. I all know, right, they're right? so small. At least last time I saw them, they were small. They're they should be much much bigger, especially now. It's a couple of years. Checks his watch. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, oh gosh, when they were little, wasn't that fun? Such a fun age. I mean, look, I lied, I cheated, I stole for him. That's how much I I was a fan of him. I know. Oh Man. gosh, golly. But yeah, they're so strong. Like if I could bring them by, I absolutely would. They've got my Metatron is such a sweetheart and really. I nah, don't say that. You don't mean that. This the the it comes for Griffins too. The this the Crimson. Oh, yeah, it gets cr- it gets a griffin bad. So I should not. Okay, Absolutely that's not. that's great Absolutely to know. Not. Oh my Do gosh, not. I'm so. Once I, I assume that we've already like talked around it a little bit, and I, Gable just keeps on saying that they're sorry. Like I'm so sorry <laughs> that's happening to you. Hey, look, look, it's 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 one of those things where it's like I've I've settled into this life. Okay. It's just like when the curveballs come, when like people show up and I got to show them to the restroom that's clearly labeled down down the walkway. And it's I, like, I, I all know. right, this is this is I, a bit annoying. It's you a know, bit but, beneath you. I'm so I really apologize about that. Well, come on, come on, Tom, Tom, Thank my you. guy. <laughs> that's me. I'm Tom. That's me. <laughs> you keep and, saying that. That's me. I'm Tom. <laughs> But anyway, thank Angelo you so, yeah. walks you up to the shop uh, and <laughs> Jonnet is is there inside, has just made uh, plans to to meet up with this person later and y'all are together. Uh, so if uh, there are any, you know, orders or, or purchases that, that you're interested in making, um, I obviously, young sir, I don't want to assume that you're not involved with business operations. Uh, it might be something that your father is managing, but uh 
I would be happy to assist. I normally, uh, I'm working in the factories at this time, but obviously I manage front of house uh, when folks such as yourself are in town. I'm I'm really just, dad, dad handles a lot of the, the arrangements. I am studying up. I will take over the family business. I, I am curious about just getting a, getting a, 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 one of these masks for, for myself and for the tall Tom and one for father too. Oh, well, I'll tell you what, uh, if, if we are going to meet up, uh, later tonight, then I will, I'll see if I can find a, a fresh one, uh, at least for you. Uh, you mentioned your father was off at the tailor. Yes. Mm-hmm. They'll probably be able to produce something uh, far nicer uh, that's suitable for walking around town. Uh, but of course, for being around our operations, yes, you, you, you'll need something a bit more significant. Okay. We'll get you, we'll get you a mask, Tom. Thank you for your kindness, young sir. <sighs> Just radiating anger. <laughs> With that, I, I suppose, I suppose we'll be off. Yes, we have to uh, go uh, get food, I suppose. And uh, have you met Angelo? Angelo has been so helpful. Like, <laughs> I'm assuming you met him. I assume. I get, but... I, yeah, I do. Uh, we work together. Uh, Just... Hi, Angelo. Hello. Nicest guy. Let's, hey, hey. Can I? Can I get back to? Can I get back to my shift? I, like, I'm not, not I... to say that. Yeah, I think I think our our business is concluded here. But you know, uh, feel free to talk to anybody to, to see me in an official capacity and I would suppose we'll talk later tonight. Hey, nice to see you. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet all of you. <laughs> so I'm dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. That's how that had to end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, um, so then I guess yeah. where we, yeah, we're, we're linking back up. Mm. Yeah. You'll probably be able to see Oromar strolling out soon. You might even like be able to grab a, a bite to eat or, or something uh, uh, while you wait for Oromar mm-hmm. um, as he's got to write up this contract. Uh, if there's anything else that you would like to do or investigate in, in that period of time, you can do that or we can just cut back to everybody coming back together. Mm. I'm happy to reconvene. Yeah, I'm very good to yeah. cut. <laughs> All right. Gable you... hoists John it back up on the <laughs> That way. <laughs> but I'm going to yeah. run and make it real jumpy. <laughs> They're unmissable as they are this uh, strange towering figure. You get a lot of looks, not just for being dressed strangely, but for being one of the tallest things that people have ever seen moving. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are some shouts. There are some screams. Uh, but eventually, <laughs> uh, you, you round a corner and you see like a, a, a nine and a half foot tall gangly being. Yeah, you're going to scream. That's how cryptids are invented. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm. uh, but eventually one of those people is is Oromar, uh, having just conducted a successful clandestine business operation. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. Oromar leaves with like, you know, bags of of stuff. I, I I think the kind of the process of tailoring full like street outfits is probably not something that was immediate, but Barnabas was able to kind of like, you know, hand over street level masks and gloves. There's probably a conversation about specifically wearing these gloves too, although not necessarily going into the weeds about why. 
And I, I feel like it's the kind of shot where we're on town outskirts and we can see the Uhuru in like distant background where we've kind of convened. So, how was your evening? Or afternoon, I suppose. The syndicate is crazy. <laughs> All right. Yeah. These, there are so, like, I didn't get a sense of like how many people are, are actually out here, but like, they're, they're being poisoned. Hmm. And in a very visibly permanent way, too. Even if anyone here did manage to earn back their freedom. By the by, uh, at least having spoken to the the town tailor, uh, his debt to pay at the rate that they would be earning as just an ordinary laborer is four gold bars. That's never going to be repaid. Jeez, Angelo's never going to get out of here. But you really, you really took to him. I really like him. I really like Angelo. Angelo <laughs> talked about his kids a lot. A too. lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, He's got yeah. a little boy and a little girl, and they're going to be five, and that's a really tough age. I, I think Oromar's face softens, but <laughs> I'm glad you were able to uh, connect with the community. It can always feel, I don't know, distant to be up in the air. We have a community amongst ourselves, but... Uh, it feels like once you commit to that life, it's difficult to integrate again back on the ground. So I'm glad you're able to make a connection, Gable. It was, uh, I suppose it was worth pretending to be a nanny. <laughs> you're, Honestly, I think there's, there's a, if you ever wanted to pivot career-wise. You, how dare you? How dare you? What? 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 I would frighten the children. I'm too big. We, that is a point you tend to not necessarily look after the orphans unless you're training them, I suppose. No, I'm a cool coach. That means I'm only there two hours a day. <laughs> uh, but, As yes, you sorry, say yeah. this, bells pierce through the air. They are the heavy tones of bells coming from the massive cathedral uh, owned by the church of the slain god as those bells toll some of the doors to the factory open and there's a procession of a couple dozen people who are dressed similar to uh, people that, that you have seen like laborers moving around they still have like the thick work clothes on but their gloves are like metal gloves. It looks like there is like a tin form of a hand around them. They also wear tin masks that are a little bit disquieting. If you can study the features around their face, you can tell that there is fabric behind those masks. You cannot even peer in to see the identity of the person sitting behind it. And they move in a procession to line up in front of one of the doors on this sprawling complex that is next to the cathedral. Mm. Um, those those bells ring, people gather, and eventually that uh, procession of people moves inside. They are all doing like a low kind of humming chant. I think there is probably an observing from a distance, uh, we, especially since we're on the edge of town, we kind of like, I, I, Oromar at least moves to not be in easy line of sight at that distance, but like watches them file until the streets are quiet again. Yeah. How far, like how far away are we from this that's happening right now? 
I like, mean, you appear like the thoroughfare that that you, you know we've described like is close-ish. Like you can probably see the factories, and you can see this cathedral. Like I, I don't think this town is like very big or mm. sprawling. Like the residential areas are, but like things like the cathedral and and whatnot and the factory, like that's all in the middle of town. Mm. Okay, so it, it it's pretty easy for you to see and watch. Ever say, yeah, what's going on? Uh, I do suppose that is the religious element. I mean, I can't tell if the if the added a accoutrement is more from the religious type or like from the religious side, or do they need extra protection? Something tells me that the clergy of Sorrow's End are not in direct contact with the Red by any stretch. Mm. Uh, Gable is just sort of quietly. Not followed them, but is edging away to kind of crane and see if there are any. Well, everyone's masked, so there's no way that anyone could be recognizable. But I don't know. I get the feeling that uh, it might be worth trying to see if you can recognize the particularly unusual body type. Yeah, um, you know, put like Liz, you can put together a, a check. Like, what what are you? What information are you looking to glean? I wanted to see if I personally knew any of the mm. clergy here, but that oh, seems okay. unlikely, right? It does seem unlikely. Okay. Uh, what what I'll say, however, things about like the language of the church is based on uh, the divine language of angels, which you you know how to speak and write mm-hmm. and whatnot. Like, I think there are details that you could pick up. This would probably be an intellect role of some kind. <laughs> we'll and it depends on what kind of information you would be looking for. Hmm. I want a little bit of information about, like, we we were able to figure out what the church's role in Nordia was pretty quickly. I just want to get a sense of, as these people move through the town, what is the feeling of the town towards them? Is it like antagonistic? Is it desperate? What is that the relationship there? Yeah, uh, let's let's have you let's have you make a roll. And in, intelligence is it's <laughs> not going to Sorry. That was so immediate. <laughs> Dice roller. Okay. I've got 1d8 in this. And that is a 6 on the d8. Let's see what we got here. Your result is a wash with a complication. Oh, fun. Um, Mm. So let's start by pulling that luminary. The Rusalka. Temptation, desire, and longing. Okay. I need to call my sister. What it is, you kind of just move in a way that is pretty nosy. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) You're not joining the procession or anything like that, but you are kind of like milling about. (laughs) It is, I remember there was a time when Parks and Recreation was shooting in downtown Chicago right outside my job. Um... And when I went on my lunch break, I was like, well, I'm going to go to one of the restaurants across the street so I can walk by the production and see if I could see anybody from one of my favorite shows. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so I'm not standing on the edges of the production trying to like 
look in at things, but I am <laughs> trying to grab a little peek if I because I just happen to be in the area. That person's um, walking slowly and facing out in a weird way. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, so that's that's where you're at. I, I think it is definitely the sort of thing that is noticed and. What you are trying to do is peer into like 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 see what you can see. The first thing I think that you notice is like these masks and gloves are inscribed with parts of like the the language of the church. They all seem to be describing something of a vow, something of a solemn swear, a promise to the slain God um, that has been made. These are like sacramental parts of a um, a vow that these people have taken. You would need to study things up close to to get a, a clearer idea, but like you you understand that that's part of it. Like if you were to describe what these people are like monks or or nuns or or, or something on that order would be closer to it. These are religious adherents, but like they aren't <coughs> here to like preach or you know uh, observe writings or anything in fact they're just working in the factory they came from the factory they must be working in the factory like everyone else um the significant thing though is since you see all these people lining up since they are lining up at a building that is adjacent to and indeed semi-attached to this cathedral you kind of want to know what's going on in there and you do get a peek of it and it's dimly lit and you're staring over lots of heads so you don't get a super clear idea. But all the way at the back, you see a bright light uh, that makes the fragments of your wings that you have rebuilt, which I guess are right now a lot more robust because you stole quite a few feathers uh, from the Morning Star. Um, an eye twitches open and you can see there must be a feather in there Gosh. before the procession moves in and the door shuts. Hooey. Mm. Uh, Gable sort of turns back, shakes off that feeling of, oh, okay, I know that's one thing, but the more <laughs> pressing thing is they are not clergy members. It seems as if by nature of having to be forced to work here, the church is sort of independently, perhaps I won't say preying upon, but making certain offerings to laborers here. Hmm. Perhaps some assurances and treatment if in exchange for fealty and zealotry. Hmm. And uh, I just don't like it. Not I, at all. I, uh... There is another ringing of bells. These bells are smaller, of a higher, like tinkling pitch uh, that, that still accompany like the low tones of the adherent bell. And you can see it's not a procession so much as it is like you, you saw people in the area who, who were better dressed, who were clearly like red feather, like white collar operatives, mm -hmm. uh, people who are doing the various ways and means accounting uh, for this area who occupy positions that are similar to Mr. Stone's. 
they are coming down. They have slung over their shoulders or slung over the shoulders and arms of attendants towels. They are moving through town still in like kind of these breezy outfits, uh, still with masks and whatnot, but they are talking and laughing. They move to another door on this side of the building. That door opens like with a halfway like corral style. There is like a bit of a counter there. They seem to exchange money and they move into that building. There are also some very desperate souls who are like clinging to purses and bags who are approaching that door as well. Everybody kind of like placing money on the counter and eventually being allowed into the building. Hmm. Something tells me that the money that they are currently spending on the church is not going towards paying off their freedom. And if that payment feels mandatory, then, well. Don't like it. Slightly beyond our current purview, though, unless we were planning to attend a service at this moment. Well, but didn't uh, you have an appointment? Yes, I, I do believe I have been cordially invited by Mr. Stone to not only meet the head of the operation of the factory, but uh, the current uh, religious leader for the church here. So I might be able to Fancy. do some. see. <laughs> What can I say? I do engender meeting lots of people in high places, you understand. It makes me so uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) You you actually, honestly, Captain, you need to give us a warning before you go in and out of the voice. You are so good at it. (laughs) Uh, uh, Jonathan Kessler, uh, I figure you're going to be excited about this, so I figure I should say it now rather than have you jump for joy down the line and maybe give yourself away. We're going to need to have a conversation with a factory worker at some point, and they are going to go and retrieve something important from within the factory. However, depending on the circumstances and the level of security that the factory might have, they probably need somebody to accompany them incognito. And I did go to great lengths to obtain a uh, uniform, a laborer's uniform for my uh, wayward son. So I did buy it as a a, a visual punishment, but I I think my son (laughs) may enjoy it anyway if they want to wear it for a, a bit of a lark. I'm in. I'm in. In fact... I met up with someone, uh, we met someone who works in the factory that we're going to be talking, that I might be talking with a little bit, so... Angelo? I don't, I don't, it's not Angelo. I know. It couldn't have been Angelo. You were talking with Angelo when I was talking to this other person. I know you were talking to him. I just like him. That's Ariel, and I'm going to make sure that we remember that name so I don't Ariel. Yep, I have Ariel, Ariel, Ariel. But I think Oromo is like, excellent, although... Uh, and his face is like not sad, but kind of stern, maybe clinical. Understand, Jonet Kessler, that although we are on the side of the common people in this town, what we will be needing from them, if things happen to not go to plan, we may have to leave people behind. My, I am honor bound yeah. as the captain of the Uhuru to protect my men, but unfortunately, that cannot extend to anyone and everyone we come across. 
if your contact happens to do the thing we ask of them and uh, is caught, we may have to leave them behind. Are you comfortable with that? Janet says yes, and you do not believe that he is fully okay with that yet. Mm -hmm. It is fine if you are not okay with leaving behind somebody who you've made a connection with. That is a very difficult thing to do, both as an Arana and as a human being. But I figure I should set the expectations for the operations now. As the uh, days and months pass, we are going to be betraying a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, he takes, like, one more look at, like, uh, kind of a look to the town and is like, this is part of it. This is part of the job. It's part of it. We can we can do it. Mm. Now, I'm going to have to go and put on this mask and gloves and get ready for what is going to be an excruciating dinner party. Uh, you are allowed to join me as my son, if you choose, but I do recommend that you do not drink any wine that is offered to you. What? No wine? But what's wrong with the wine? Nothing currently, but... uh should things be useful i do intend to take a bottle of wine as a party favor for something going forward in our near future and i do not recommend it be imbibed at any point oh, i love it Cable. i love it when you do that <laughs> I think the captain is scheming scheming am i now now that's news to me the captain winks <laughs> i'm happy to go with you jonna to your next meeting but you may not need me i still have to go to the reference desk if we want to split up and i might take wendell with me if we can just see if we can just get him off the ship a little bit uh, i don't know <laughs> yes it may be a good idea to uh follow up on seeing the best ways of being able to leave town that isn't by air maybe I, if i can mm. get him out of town tonight all the better i'll just feel even later on how difficult that was mm-hmm <laughs> That it's a three-way party split. Look at us. <laughs> I'll talk I, to you vignettes. later. Wow. <laughs> no, I think I think this is a great division. So the scenes will be this dinner party with Oromar and the, the leaders of this town. Jonnet is going to meet up with Ariel. And Gable is going to search for some kind of reference desk and... Uh, just talk to Wendell and see what Wendell's next steps are. Mm. We're, That's great. We have to commit uh, but, to being NPCs in each of the scenes. <laughs> hey, that sounds fun. I'm done It'll for that. It'll be fun. <laughs> Sky Jacks. We once again return to the Skyship Uhuru and the long line of applicants waiting in front of the ship for their chance to join the crew. We see a short, square-shaped individual shuffle off the line and grumpily sit on a stool. Uh, hey, hey there. Um, just uh, I'll I'll come over to you. Uh, thanks for coming in for for an audition. I'm I'm John Kessler of the Uhuru. Um, normally. 
Um, when people come in, they uh, put down like a headshot or resume. Um, I noticed that you don't have anything that looks like a briefcase. You're just kind of you brought your own stool. Um, can I can I help you out? Oh, yeah. Wait, hold on here. I got something. He hands over a crumpled sheet of paper that just says dead wife. <laughs> I mean, it's compelling. Jeez. That's I'm why I'm here. Out the gate strong. All right. Well, I John already it, feel John very it, emotional, uh, uh, despite it, the luck of prompting. John, it holds this le- this letter. Um, he kind of like looks back at the captain and is like, um, "At do you want this? Yeah, I don't. Uh, thanks. Um, looks is this at for the us? <laughs> I guess. Uh, and looks at the man. I must say, uh, your shape language is phenomenal. I can tell how unapproachable you are." Uh, the, from the moment you walked in, it's uh, yeah. nice to meet people yeah, who very, can make a very good closed off. Uh, kept myself that way for quite some time. Well, that's the one thing. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. so. Uh, <laughs> that's the one thing about me. That's the thing. Oh, no. Would you be open to in this particular line of work? We do tend to have a lot of um, whimsy uh and joy and surprisingly bright colors as part of our operations so uh would you be interested in some whimsy in your life i'd say i'd say my soul yearns for the touch of whimsy but when confronted with it i don't care for it okay would you that say that yes that makes sense i would you say if you were to be on a journey, uh, an emotional mm. journey in which you right. discover things about yourself and get mm. a new investment in life over the course of uh, so many days, where would you say you are right now? Are you at the beginning of that journey or like middle? What's the sitch? Well, um, I'd say somewhere to beginning and perhaps there's a divergent path. And if I had my druthers, I might take the the road less traveled. Okay. Right, okay. Right, right, right. Which would be um, to okay. not go on that journey at all. Gotcha. I do want to be on a big balloon, and I do see you have that. We do also, as a matter of fact, speaking of the amount of whimsy we'll, we'll be we're providing as part of this uh, job, uh, we do have a large number of uh, bright-eyed, idealistic orphans uh, to introduce into your life. Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Uh, I, that's, that's actually a good tee-up because um, – Bright-eyed, whimsical orphans. Uh, I noticed that reaction from you, and I gotta say, that might be at odds with with our aforementioned orphans. They yeah. they really like to just kind of get in there. Like, I'm just gonna go ahead and give you a little quick demo of what you could possibly expect if you are on this ship. Before I begin, do I have permission to touch you? Uh, you do not. Okay, backing up and sitting down, <laughs> and <laughs> demonstration over. Mm-hmm. Demonstration uh, how- over. And uh, honestly, I I was about to go up and kind of like tug and cajole the way the orphans do, but they are very uh, respectful of uh, personal consent, and I've never thought to say no to them before. So <laughs> honestly, you might be onto something. <laughs> So uh, we we travel the world of sphere as part of this line of work. Uh, we we reach distant lands. Um, is there anywhere that you're kind of like hoping to see as part of your journeys around? Uh, kind of a vaguely bejungled wilderness. <laughs> right. Okay. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, a standard. I always. Uh, uh, well, I didn't always. My my wife always wanted to uh, go to a vaguely 
bejungled wilderness. Oh, uh, where and where is your wife? Uh, she would be dead. Be, oh, I'm sorry. I completely forgot. No, sorry. It's just, uh, <laughs> I, have the, I have the resume yeah. here. Oh, oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, 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 forgive yeah. me. Sorry, sorry, sorry. So the one thing about me, yeah, I have a dead wife. Okay, okay, okay. okay. I'm sorry. That that's on deceased. Yeah. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. I have sort of reached the the point in my life where I feel like if I continue to live it in the way that I have been, the way that I do, my misery will last forever. Okay, to the end of time. <laughs> Yes. So if I remain in this lonely house uh, where it is surrounded by unfamiliar developments, the world will only look stranger and stranger and more hostile because Mm -hmm. I'll be aware how every day uh, brings me farther from my wife's voice and and the memory of it, if that makes sense. So kind of at a move of desperation, (laughs) I uh, filled my house with balloons so that I could- Maybe float off uh, uh, in, in, so I could fly off into my wife's dreams. Uh, yes. Right, right. And oh, that, uh, the, my, the, the roof of my house tore off. So instead, yeah. kind of what I'm looking for is I want to yeah. get on your ship. Right. I'd like to travel to a vaguely bejungled wilderness uh-huh. where mm. I can finally perish. Seems to me that this is less you interviewing for a job and more you purchasing a bus ticket to die, which we're happy to do. Great. Happy to do it. Great. Uh, This all works out. uh, Just real quick before we do that, just to fill out some information. Do you have um, next of kin? Do you have a spouse? Uh, (laughs) Oh, this is embarrassing. My wife is dead. I have a dead wife. Oh, I'm so sorry. The one that's, trait that's terrible that I to have. hear. I'm, people, I'm, I'm, I apologize so. People, I, the people. I forgot. I really, I truly forgot. Dead wife. I'm embarrassed. Egg on my face. I usually explain it in a much more <laughs> flowery and poetic, descriptive way that yeah. sticks with people. I would say it's the one thing that really sticks with people. Yeah. Uh, but you've been ground down by time and so yeah. on and so yeah, forth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, again, yeah, yeah, again yeah, yeah. each moment takes me farther away from the one thing I ever truly loved. And like I said, I cannot foresee myself living in this lonely house ever mm. passing away. Right. There's only right. more misery here. I, I kind of feel like crossing this threshold will free me from the prison that is life. Okay. Uh, well, uh, we can at least transport you from A to B. Uh, do you have your senior citizen's uh, airship pass for the discount? It is a uh, fair service, unfortunately. He pats his jacket and then pats his pants and then thinks and remembers that he had kept his senior citizen's pass in his attic, which was torn off with his roof when he attached <laughs> balloons to his house. Oh, no! <laughs> uh, it's a, uh, you know, you could get some tax credits on that if you uh, divide the house by as a marital asset. Have you considered getting married? I've done it before. Uh, oh, really? She passed away. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm yeah. so sorry. Oh, so embarrassing. I, again, it's on it's on me for not telling the full story. Okay. Campaign Skyjacks is a one-shot network production. For more information, be sure to follow us on Twitter over at CampaignPod for updates about live shows and other events we might be doing.
You can find more great gaming shows over at oneshotpodcast.com. Jonnet Kessler was played by Tyler Davis, who can be found on Twitter and Instagram at Tyler A. Dave. Tyler is on strike alongside his fellow members of the WGA and SAG-AFTRA. You can support Tyler and other striking artists by contributing to the Entertainment Community Fund, linked in our show notes. Gable was played by Liz Anderson, who can be found on Twitter at LizAnderson underscore underscore underscore, or on her podcast, Paired. Captain Oromar Vale was played by Nathan Blades, who can be found on Twitter at PhantomArtsENT, or streaming at twitch.tv slash TheNeonCaster. I am James D'Amato, your host and game master. You can find me on Twitter at OneShotRPG or on my podcast, OneShot. The original music featured in this podcast was written, composed, and performed by Arnie Parrott. You can find him over on Twitter at Arnie Parrott or on his website, ATP Tunes. This episode was edited by Allie Grauer, who can be found on Twitter at DreamsToBecome or on her podcast, Skyjack's Courier's Call. Our logo was designed by Fiona Shea, who can be found on Twitter, at Lunarum. The World of Sphere was inspired in part by the music of the Decemberists and Illimat, produced by Together Studios. This show was made in part by using a modified version of the Genesis role-playing system, designed by Sam Stewart and a team of talented professionals. There are no kings. Take flight. Who've ever been kind And once for our friends Ne'er rise Twice to the dearest We're leaving behind Who know we can never deny The call of the skies